1: Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya. Hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you with us regularly. Our effort here is to expose to you things that some people don't want you to see. Uh, This next guest was banned from speaking at a university in the state of Washington because her views might be viewed as harmful. What could be harmful about G. Van Fleet? Let's see. She got out of communist China. She's been in the United States for about 37 years now. And she wants to warn against the signs that communism, Marxism, socialism, whatever you want to call it, is on the rise here in America. If you think that's harmful, I'd like you to stick around and challenge yourself to being exposed to that harm of Xi Van Fleet. She's an amazing person with a story to tell and warnings for all of us about what we're seeing around us. Have you uh recently kind of wanted to say something and then self-censored? Do you do that a lot these days? Do you self-censor on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you post? Do you self-censor? Do you go, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because I might upset some people and then maybe I might lose my job or a friend. Self-censorship in the United States of America, what is that a sign of? And are there parallels to China under Mao Zedong, under the Cultural Revolution? Is that what we're experiencing here? And we're buying into all this transgender stuff and taking kids away from their parents because, damn it, they want to be a transgender. And therefore, in order to give them what they want at the age of nine, we have to take them from their parents. I'm ranting here because there's craziness going on in the United States. And if you listen to G. Van Fleet, It may be a harbinger of some awful things to come. So are we going to let that happen or are we going to stand up to it? First, before you decide, let's listen to G. Van Fleet. She's next.
0: For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya.
1: Gee, it's such an honor to have you here. I love your outlook on being an American. You know, you you chose to come here and be an American, Absolutely. and it's and been I'm proud to be
2: American. Yes, yeah. yeah, what
1: has it been about thirty six, thirty seven years now that you've been here?
2: Yeah, it's uh, since uh, nineteen eighty six. Yes, it's a process. Actually, being American is not about uh, coming here and get a green card and citizenship. It is a process, and I really uh, there's no other word for it: assimilation. And dissemination is, to me, is, uh, really understanding what makes this country free, what make this country special, why I want to come here. And that is a process and it takes, you know, it takes a while for me to really appreciate the exceptionalism, um, of this country.
1: Well, what's interesting to me is you, you wanted to come here. You were in China under Mao and, and at that point,
2: what were you seeing at home that made you want to get out of there? Yeah. Well, I lived under Mao for 26 years and my entire school years from 1966 to 1975. And um, it's during the Cultural Revolution. So I spent my entire school years in Cultural Revolution. And, uh, and after that, after I graduated from my uh, high school in 1975, there's nothing for me. There's nothing for any young people in the city. So Mao told us, "No worry. I send you to get you continuing education, the re-education. So send us to the countryside, and we, were, I worked for three years in the fields under primitive condition to receive the so-called re-education from the peasants. So I really endured the worst time in China." And after that, I was able to go to college after Mao died, and then I did not know anything. Growing up, I did not know anything about America. I remember seeing some cartoons of uh, how hard it is uh, for the poor people to live in in America. It is a heaven for the rich, but uh, hell for the poor. I did not. and then we were told. It is just absolutely insane, but we're told don't waste any food in your plate because the poor Americans are suffering. Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course. After I go, uh, went to college and China at that time started to open up. We started to get information and I started to be able to see a little bit of what's outside. And of course, of course, all the lies I was fed, I realized they were just lies and well, i want let to me know. ask
1: you about that g because i i it, this is such an interesting parallel and an interesting timing because i think right now americans are know that in very many cases they are being lied to but you grew up your entire childhood being lied to by the leader of your country as you began to discover this as you began to realize that that was the case that your whole life you had been lied to what 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 did you experience internally upon realizing that
2: yeah it it is again little by little, I have no idea that's the thing. People being indoctrinated, most of them don't know, and I did not know I did not know any better because all the information was controlled. I was only fed what they want me to know without you know how do you think critically when you don't have information, and that's why this whole culture revolution is about information, about control of information and about uh, uh, feed people with misinformation. Yeah, without anything to compare with, you can't think differently. And that's, uh, yeah, it's little by little. And I started to realize pictures coming in. I started to see, oh, that's America. My God, that's heaven. And of course, I wanted to go there, but I did not know I could until later i when I was uh teaching in uh in college, we have American teachers come uh, uh, to teach in the summer and uh, and then I started to tweet, talk to real free people. My goodness, those Americans they were free. I was able to talk to them in person and ask them all sorts of questions. I do remember this is so. I will never forget, I talked to uh, um, a Chinese-American. She immigrated to America from uh, Southeast Asia. She told me something I would never, ever forget. He, she said, America is a great country, and uh, and it's a great country for immigrants because uh, everyone was treated equally. It is just absolutely wonderful place. I said, I want to go there. I really want to go
1: there. And, and so you began the application process to go to school well, in the United States.
2: It's very difficult. Very is difficult. It? And so there was one wonderful teacher. They have a group of teachers. There was a wonderful lady. She's from Kentucky. Her name is Pat Nave. She, we become friends, and she said she's going to help me to come from America. So a year later, after oh, a lot of, lot of, lot of waiting, and, then you know, the snail mail crossed the snowboard yeah. you know, to China. And uh, after a lot of, a lot of uh, disappointment and uh, difficulty, I was able to uh, get my visa. So in 1968, I came from America to And West when you
1: Kentucky. got that notification that you were being granted your visa, what were
2: your emotions like? I just feel like, uh, um, actually, I, I, my book's coming out in October and I describe all this process. When I, it is, when I got it, I just could not believe. I really could not believe that I was on my way to America. And of course, people around me feel like I, I won the lottery. It's not <laughs> lottery for money, it's a lottery to freedom. Yeah. And this is something people do not understand. This is something that young people were never taught, that they live in the freest, the best country that ever created on earth.
3: What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact.
2: And um, because you can't complain, you, you can't blame them because they were fed lies. Well, and said- I want to get
1: into this with you as to why you think this is happening because you have a very different understanding of what's going on with this this information, the, the way it is being taught or distributed or uh, the way that children are being, uh, we can say, indoctrinated and mm-hmm. why in the greatest country on earth
2: yeah. with
1: its ups and downs and blemishes and so forth, but still the freest country on earth, why they would want to turn their own young people against it. We're going to get into that with she right after this. I've got a great mother's day idea for you. And it's gen you G E N U C E L. This line of products for skincare is phenomenal. I use it myself and I can tell you that any mom, any friend of yours, any mom in your life would enjoy this as a mother's day gift. It is formulated with skin nourishing antioxidants. It's got powerful peptides in a proprietary base. It's manufactured right here in the USA. And everyone loves that. those moments of relaxation where you get to take care of yourself. And GenuCell gives you that. It's formulated by a pharmacist with really high quality ingredients, your products are sure to smooth out noticeable fine lines and wrinkles and prevent more from coming. And my favorite is the Deep Firming Serum with Stem Cell Technology. Um, I apply it after I've cleansed my skin and immediately my skin feels fresh and plump and dare I say, more youthful. And right now you can save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package featuring GenuCell's Ultra Retinol that contains a powerful retinol alternative. It's safe on pregnancies, safe for breastfeeding. You'll also receive GenuCell's Dark Spot Corrector to reduce the appearance of dark marks and sunspots from the long summer days we're going to enjoy outside. Plus, you'll still get GenuCell's classic under-eye bags therapy for those annoying under-eye bags and puffiness. And with its immune immediate effects. See results in as little as 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. What do you have to lose? Don't wait. Celebrate your favorite mom. Kids, are you listening? guys, listen up, by going to GenuCell.com slash Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, remember this one L, to save over 70% off their most popular package. Plus, every package includes a luxury gift box with three free springtime essentials. That's three free gifts plus free concierge shipping for a limited time. Go to com slash Michelle, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle with one L. And happy Mother's Day. So she, when, when did you start to see in America this sort of, um, this effort to teach children that America was not free, was not a good place, was not uh, 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 everything that you and I believe that it is?
2: Yeah. Um, actually, when I came here, I was like, oh my God, I left commun- communism behind me. I'm free forever, you know, and uh, what else can go wrong? So Absolutely, I have uh, never thought this could happen in America. But gradually, I think, you know, I came here in 86, and I was in college in 89, and I was taking a class, and it's a special ed class. And at the first time, I thought something kind of uh, interesting. We were taught we have to use the preferred terms to describe people with disability. You know, I thought, wow. Americans are really nice. They're just so loving. And they want to uh, never hurt people. They want to use the best term to describe those people that have, you know, challenges or whatever. Of course. And I really thought that's the way. And uh, gradually, I realized, no, you can't say this. You can't say that. And even the terms that I was uh, taught in that class, changing, you know, you can't say blind. You have to say, visually dis- uh, impaired, uh, uh, Impair, uh, imp- yeah. impaired. And now you know what? It's going back. We have to say, we have to use the term blind. So gradually I started to say, no, this is not quite right. And then gradually I see, it's kind of remind me of a uh, uh, cultural revolution. And so there's more incidences. And I think uh, the uh, um one, the big one I can really, really remember is uh, um the House, uh, the Senate uh, House, uh, the Senate uh, majority leader, Trent Lott. And uh, there, I don't even remember the detail, but uh, whatever he said or someone he said about, um and then become a racist and they have to quit. I was like, oh, no, that really, really sounds like cultural evolution, because in cultural evolution, if you say something wrong, or you don't have to say anything. You people think you think it you have the wrong thought, you are counter revolutionary. Yeah. It's not a racist, it's counter revolutionary. It's a it's a hat that fit everyone. Anyone, yeah, somehow you either um said something or they want to uh uh they want to denounce you, they just say you're counter revolutionary. Just like what here. What
1: what happened to counter
2: revolutionaries in, okay, in China? Counter- And you become the enemy of the state. When you become the enemy of the state, many things can happen. You can be, uh, absolutely, you you can be exiled, jailed, or executed. It's just that simple. So everyone knows how dangerous it is to just open your mouth and, 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 and speak your mind.
3: Right. Everyone
2: so, censors themselves. Right. And which yeah. is, which is, as you've articulated, that's happening here. It's that happening is happening right here, here right now. And yeah. what people are so afraid of is not being called counter-revolutionary. Of course, history never repeat. Exactly. Right. It always run. Right. Now it's a racist, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever phobia it's the transphobe,
1: same homophobe, whatever. Xenophobe.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to it's, condemn communism is, uh, and, and, and you are, um, what's the word for afraid of foreigners?
1: A xenophobic.
2: A- a xenophobic. If yeah. you are against communism, you are xenophobia. It's yes. just absolutely uh, insane. The same thing. It is I, when, and it, and it's, why do you think it's happening? Yeah, I know why, <laughs> and, and and that's a really interesting. Most Americans can't understand why, and because they don't know history. Okay, we know that Karl Marx had uh, is the yeah, Of course, he is uh, the father of Mark uh, Marxism, and their goal is to overthrow capitalism, and so in the classic Marxism is to overthrow. Capitalism by the working class using violence, right? And a bloody revolution. And uh, he predicted that would happen in industrialized countries like uh, Great Britain, United States, you know what? It did not really come true. All the revolution took place in uh, uh, agricultural uh, or, or yeah, the agrarian society like Russia and China. So then, the, yeah, the the communists want to really uh, find out a way to overthrow capitalism or, or overthrow um, a free society. So that's how they come with uh, come up with the idea of cultural Marxism. So no longer use violence, no longer use uh, armed forces. They just use. The yeah, uh, um, the culture Marxism to take over the institutions, to um, to replace the traditional ideas with the woke ideas, mm-hmm. and the goal is the same: is to overthrow capitalism along with it our freedom, and that's what's going on
1: right now. And then I guess my next question is, and I kind of feel like it's a simple question, but I still don't understand it. Why? do they want to overthrow capitalism? I is know, it the, yeah. That's, no, okay. they, they, they see capitalism as evil. I, mm. I mean, you hear it even today. There are certain very leftist politicians who oh, they think say capitalism that, yeah. is evil when capitalism mm. has brought more people out of poverty than any other form mm. of government.
2: So w- mm. why? Why? Because uh, capitalism gave people Choices, capitalism gives people freedom. Under communism, we have no freedom. In, in under capitalism, you go hungry if you don't work. Here, if you uh, under communism, you, you go hungry if you don't obey. When just you have to think uh, like the people who want to control us. If you want to control people, you don't want them to have the freedom. That's just why too messy. Do, why does anyone want to control us? What do they get out of Power, power, you? power. That is, is, well, of course, we don't have the uh, time to go into depth. The whole <laughs> culture revolution that that cost uh, more than 20 million lives, mm. the complete destruction of the society and our civilization, we really understand it. Why? Why? Why was this chaos? Because Mao want complete power, absolute power. He would go that far to destroy everything so that he can absolute power. This is the same thing happening here. Even though we don't have a person that looks like Mao, it's just a group of people. It is too much to have all those free people, you know, they do this and that. No. We want to control them. We want the power so that we will not let them do their choices. We'll tell them what they can eat, what car they can uh, they drive, or no car, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Same that's- thing. People who want power. It's always, always that.
1: It's And it's people who think that they know better than everyone else, and that's why Absolutely. they want to control them. Uh, G. Van Fleet is our guest. One more quick break, and then I want to ask... Oh, I guess the most desperate question I have is, what do we do? Can we stop this? Can we turn it around? That's right after this.
3: What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org/impact.
1: From Affirm Films comes Big George Foreman: The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World, based on a true story of one of the greatest comebacks of all time and the transformational power. Of second chances. Big George Foreman, starring Chris Davis and Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13 only in theaters beginning April 28th. For tickets and showtimes, go to biggeorgeforeman.movie. All right, G, um, what do we do here in America? Because we still. We still have the Constitution. We still have a lot of freedom loving people, people who are willing to, you know, um, we still have people who are willing to join the armed forces to fight for liberty. We have people who like capitalism. Uh, And we also have a lot of weak people. And we have people who, as you rightly noted, want power, want control. What do we do to avoid what happened anywhere else in the world uh, that could end this last great place on Earth? Of course,
2: I wish I had a prescription, you know, one, two, three. But I know the basics. One is to expose this. A lot of people do not understand. A lot of people, I, I mean, really the woke revolution is absolutely a, abuse of the goodwill of American people. American people do not Want to be uh, racist? They do. They do not. They absolutely against racist. American people want to help the poor. American people in general want to be good-hearted, right, and help those that with uh, 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 with challenges or, or with uh, difficulties or whatever. They abuse that. So they will just push the ideology and then call this. If you don't get along. You are a racist. Okay, okay, then I get along. If you don't do this, you are whatever phobia and I don't want to offend people. Okay, I go along. That is really a problem that communism never come out and say, I want power. So I want to take away your freedom. They always come up with some deceitful, deceitful, um, uh, promises or narratives. So the first thing is to expose it to educate people, and educate people with what? To me, is with my so-called lived experience, the history, and tell them this is nothing new. You think Americans is coming uh, experiencing something new? It's nothing new. It happened before. It happened in all communist countries, especially in China, because we had exact the same thing as a cultural revolution, and uh, so knowing that. I think it's absolutely the first step. And then, of course, educate the young people. We are in a war. It is absolutely total war. But the front line is school. We need to save the children. So, you know, like uh, the Moms for Liberty, there's a lot of moms and parents uh, are involved and I met so many people, of course, myself is uh, uh, one of them, is accidental activist. We were kind of like uh, just in, uh, passive, never thought we'd get involved. So that to me is the hope. The parents, parents is everyone, right? It's, it's the Republican and the Democrats. Well, if they want to save their children, now they're doing something. And that to me, that's the hope.
1: Uh, it is uh, that I do get hope out of that, um, that that is sort of the the silver lining of the of the COVID lockdowns is that we yes. saw and mm-hmm. heard what was going on in schools and we continue to. I I'm, yeah. I'm, I remain a little bit terrified of the, the people who are out there and very vocal um, saying suggesting that, you know, we're banning books when what we're doing is taking inappropriate books out of children's libraries at school. That does not mean that a parent, if they want their kid exposed to something sexual before I would want my kid to, the parent can go buy the book. The book is in yeah. publication. They can still do that. They have the freedom to do that. But to have it in a public government funded school library, to me is, you know, and, 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 and it to me is wrong. To expose yeah. young children to some of the things I'm seeing out there is is wrong. There's this notion out there, G, and I wonder if you have a thought about this, that you said that the front line is education and the children.
3: What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives.
1: ideology is trying to separate parents from their children through schools, through gender affirmation surgeries, through, you know, all of this, uh, this transgender movement, which has just exploded here lately to suggest that teachers and schools are your friends. Your parents Mm -hmm. are not your friends.
2: Yeah. This is uh, this happened to every communist country. That's why I'm saying knowing history is so important. It happened in China ever since I could remember in kindergarten, we were taught that, uh, okay, you have parents, they are biological parents, but your real parents were the party and Chairman Mao. So your duty, our duty, like uh, 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 little uh, 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 little kids and later turn into red guards is to listen and follow the order of Chairman Mao and the party. And people did that. People reported their parents and there's a lot of horrific stories and parents get executed. They have to do that. It's in the Communist Manifesto, abolition of families. Yeah. They have to do that in order to tear down the society because family is the building block of any society. Yes. And all this happened. That's why even just we can teach American kids and American public in general of the history, the communist history, they will say, Oh my God! It is history repeating, and it yes. is. Yeah. And then they will realize that. I think hope. Hopefully, more will fight that.
1: Uh, and I hope that the that the family bonds in America are stronger to begin with, and that p- parents will hold tight to their kids. And you know these laws that you hear about, where you know. Y- y- if, if your child wants gender affirming surgery, then y- y- we can take that kid without even telling the parent. I mean, these laws that are being proposed are absolutely crazy to yeah. me. They are crazy. So mm. parents need to hold fast. You know, I spent the weekend watching a long documentary about the cultural revolution about life yeah. under Mao. It, it was, it was as though the young people were under some sort of hypnotic power. Absolutely, and, yeah. Yes. And, and, when they got these red books that they were holding, um, and they became, as you called them, the Red Guard.
2: Holy mackerel. Um, how did you – were you one of them? No, I was too little. Okay. When the Cultural Revolution started in 1966, I was uh, – You were too little. And, I was and too you, little. And you, okay. But okay. I witnessed them, and yeah. I wanted to be a little Red Guard. You, you know. Did. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, becoming a little Red Guard. And uh, actually, there's a story, but we I, I don't have time for it. And I, and, and uh, if I were a little older, if I were just probably possibly three years older, I might join them and I may just get killed in the process. It's absolutely insane. It is the Mao's how this is a lesson people should learn. Mao turned school into government school the day they took power. And they, it is not even, they are not even hiding it. These children are their children. The purpose of the government school is to train these children to be the successors of the socialist cause. So we are government property. And uh, so our duty is to follow the order of Mao. And Mao used uh, the young people to launch the Cultural Revolution to get rid of his political enemies so that he can have Power and I do have uh, uh, one thing I want to tell people and That's those right. kids that were given the power to do whatever, even to kill people, they were dumped after their job was done. That is going to happen to all those leftist uh, activists and uh, um, boomers. Those people—they're just using you. Once the job is done, you will be discarded just like Mao discarded the Red Guards.
1: These are true warning signs for people. And, uh, you know, people who say, oh, it could never happen here. Well, it's happened a lot of places. It's and happening it, now. Yes. It, and as you point out, it, it it sure has all the earmarks of all of those things that you've described. And people should be People should be afraid, but they should also take courage in their own power. That right now you have, we possess that power as individuals in America. So Mm -hmm. we do need to take our power back and not succumb to all of this madness and protect our children like crazy and demand, demand school choice, demand it. Uh, I, I think those things are at least some starting points that we can all probably agree on. I hope there are enough of us. G. Van Fleet, it's been such an honor to have you. I could talk to you for hours. I can't wait until your book comes out. Uh, you said October of 2023. So we're going mm-hmm. to look for that. And I thank you for your time. This is, uh, again, like I said, I could go on with you for hours. But I, I'm grateful that you are speaking out and sharing your past experience and warning people. You came here for one kind of America. You're seeing it change. And
2: Back into where I came from.
1: Yeah. We can't let it happen. No. Well, I, I'm so glad you're here to help us through it. Van Fleet, uh, her book comes out in October. Be looking for that. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Sideline Sanity. I'm Michelle Tafoya. And by God, be brave and do good out there. We, we need you more than ever.